0: And <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Perfume Room. My scent of the day today is Paris Monte Carlo Cacao Aztec. Now, if you remember, this was actually the fragrance that Aletan helped my mom pick out a few months back when she and I wandered into Bergdorf's and then ran into Aletan and had an impromptu two-hour niche-smelling extravaganza. If you live in the New York City area or you are planning to go to New York anytime soon and you are not visiting Aletan at Bergdorf's, what are you doing Anyway, I have been at my mom's house for the past few days and Cacao Aztec is one that I have been wearing a lot while I've been here and it is stunning. My movie pitch of this fragrance is imagine if Eris Parfum Scorpio Rising and Atelier Jasmine Angelique had a baby. It opens intensely peppery. There's black pepper, there's pink pepper, there's a spicy cardamom note, and quickly, a sweet but endolic floral starts peeking through. Now, tuberose is what's listed as the dominant floral note in this fragrance, but to me, it is very jasmine, which is probably why I think of jasmine angelique. And this makes sense because there is a note listed in this fragrance called pitosporum, which kind of sounds like neosporin, no relation. And I had to look this up because I'd never heard of it before, but it is a plant that gives off a heady floral smell akin to jasmine or orange blossom. This fragrance is moody, it's peppery, sweet, indolic, musky, and that cacao note just adds this sweet, dusty, warm flair as it dries down. In fact, I was getting whiffs of it last night on my decolletage, and I was seducing myself. You really have to wear this one to know it, because one spray on a blotter and you will miss all of the deep but delicate floral nuances. So here we are, yet another great Aletan recommendation. Definitely check out Cacao Aztec. Okay, let's get to our guests, plural today, because the first one, this is huge. This is monumental. We are joined, I cannot even believe it as I am saying it, we are joined by the iconic, legendary Alaska Thunderfuck. Alaska was a fan favorite and the runner-up of season five of RuPaul's Drag Race and returned to the franchise for All-Stars season two, where she won it all. She is a performing artist who has released four albums, her latest of which being Red for Filth, which, would you believe, has a corresponding perfume? And you should believe. You know why? Because this perfume has been 10 years in the making. You see, back in 2013, on season 5, Alaska won the fragrance commercial-themed main challenge, Scent of a Drag Queen, with her perfume, Red for Filth. And now, 10 years later, the real thing exists. This, of course, leads me to our second guest today, fragrance evaluator at IFF and RuPaul's Drag Race fan, Travis Aikman, who made this all happen. With some phone calls, perseverance, and a lot of creativity, today, you can wear and own your own bottle of Red for Filth perfume. Today, I chat with Travis and Alaska about how this fragrance collaboration came to be, what it actually smells like, including its notes, what's similar and different from the iconic 2013 version, which, by the way, I am linking Alaska's winning fragrance commercial in the notes of this episode for all of your viewing pleasure, because if you have not seen that commercial, you must. We also discuss the fragrances and fragrance commercials that shaped us, popular perfumes of the drag world, and um, the Drake song that inspired this fragrance... This episode was extra special because, despite how closely Travis and Alaska worked together on creating Red for Filth, they hadn't actually met until this recording. Are you red e for this episode? Here are Travis Aikman and Alaska Thunderfuck. Alaska and Travis, welcome to the perfume room. How are you both doing today?
0: Great. How are you? <laughs>
1: Alaska, how are you?
0: I'm doing just lovely, thank you. It smells so nice in here.
1: (laughs) I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Mm.
0: Are you smelling me through the call, too? I am, yeah. Good, good. This technology (laughs) is so good. Oh, my God.
1: It's funny you should say that, because we are wearing red for filth. I'm not sure what fragrance you're wearing today, but that's what it smells like in here.
0: Are you really? Or are you just
2: saying that? No, we really... Look. (laughs) We're absolutely wearing it right now. I love that. It is. Look, I have to show off the gorgeous triangular box that it comes in.
0: I know. It's beautiful. I'm really proud of this box. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You have to add a shattering sound effect when that falls.
1: (laughs) We'll make it the most shattering. It's so beautiful. Crushing.
2: No, we really are wearing it so that we could get in, like, the
0: mood, like, the mindset of, like, talking about the fragrance. I love it. I mean, as far as what fragrance I'm wearing right now, I... Literally, I'm not wearing any fragrance. And sometimes when I'm in drag, people will be like, you smell so good. And I'm like, I don't know how that's possible because. (laughs) Just your aura. I don't. I've been wearing Red for Filth a little bit just because I'm like, I want to use it. But like, it's not part of my drag process to wear fragrance. So Mm. really, the only fragrance I wear is like Hairspray, which Tresemme is delicious.
1: Tresemme Oof. has a scent. Yeah, so. fruity. That's
0: really nice. Ooh, interesting.
1: This is a special moment because in some ways you are meeting the baker. Um, Travis. Yeah. Travis was the person who developed Red for Phil. Yeah. I'm happy to have both of you here. I'm happy to facilitate this moment as well. So I'm going to pull back for a second and just give you that moment.
2: Oh, sure. So I was the developer for the fragrance and my coworker Victor was the perfumer. So we worked together to create your fragrance and it has been absolutely one of the highlights of my entire career. It's been so incredible. I have loved the entire process. So, and I'm so, so, so happy with the final product. I'm like over the moon.
0: Thank you so much. I uh, so you're the architect. I love it. I'm that's that's very um, you you all did such a really great job with it, and it was like it's been a dream of mine to do this fragrance for ten years, like ever since we did the challenge on Drag Race. And so I'm just so glad that like that like y'all really know what you're doing because it's really quite good.
1: I want to know how this opportunity came about. I know you were saying it was 10 years in the making. How did you get connected with IFF and how did all this happen?
2: So I had always wanted to develop a fragrance for a drag queen. I thought it was such a natural fit. And Alaska, with your challenge win for Red for Filth, I thought it was a perfect match. So I found a way to reach out to your management and ask them if Alaska would ever be interested in doing a fragrance. And they said yes, actually.
1: You really architected this entire Yeah, yeah.
2: I pounded the pavement. (laughs) I contacted the management. My people called your people. I don't have any people, but I called your people and, I they, and made the fragrance happen. I thought it would be such a cool thing to have out in the world, and I thought it made so much sense. So um yeah, I contacted your people and they said that you were interested in doing a fragrance. So we me and Victor Bartash, the perfumer, and then also a colleague of mine, who's a graphic designer, David Rivas, we put together this beautiful box of like possible fragrances, ideas, like materials. It's called like a hook box, you know, to kind of like hook someone into like wanting to do a fragrance. And you had mentioned that you wanted lilac and cocaine. So that was one of the things that we like included in the box so that you could get the, the effect of what lilac and cocaine could smell like. And that was, that was really fun to do. Um, and so, yeah, the, I think that was, like, the start of the process. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Alaska, what was, your, what was your perspective on all of this?
0: Yeah, no, I remember the box. The box was amazing. And it was, like, three different, like, they asked me some preliminary questions. And they were like, I don't know, what do you want it to kind of smell like? And I was like, I don't know, these are some ideas. And so you sent me a box with three different, like, moods. And then I was like, yeah, I really like this one with a little bit of that one. So it gives you like a triangulation to like, I don't know, make the make the final product come to life. But I knew that I wanted it to have some kind of lilac in it because I love um, lilacs. Like I grew up in Pennsylvania and like, yeah. <laughs> girl, when they're blooming, it's just like, it's overwhelming. You can smell it from down the street. It's like so good um and then cocaine <laughs> i
1: mean i grew up in look, pennsylvania and <laughs> right
0: exactly i mean i don't you know that's not really a part of my life anymore cuz i'm afraid of my heart exploding but in my younger <laughs> years um every now and then you know it was it was a it was a part of my um routine but um, <laughs> very very rarely luckily but like sometimes if you got really good cocaine it smelled really good it had a sort of like gasoline-y kind of like like mm. like um fragrance to it so and that's also the old drag queen joke like oh i, I don't i don't like doing cocaine i just love the smell of it <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know how you all, fa- like, like pinpointed what that smells like. You really did.
1: Like, when you hear cocaine, how do you translate that into molecules and notes?
2: So, we, Victor and I <laughs> sat together, and we had to get a little bit personal with each other and figure out. <laughs> how <laughs> yeah. you done cocaine? And, yes, you know, yes, we yes. Had, we're both good Christian women. So we had no idea what it smelled like, of course. So we had to do some research. (laughs) And I don't
1: either. So this is all very new to me.
2: So there is actually a a Drake song where he talks about the fragrance Tom Ford Tuscan leather. And he says, Tuscan leather smelling like a brick, like a brick of cocaine. So we thought, oh, there's already like an olfactive reference point for like the smell of cocaine. So we kind of used like a leathery note To kind of give the effect of cocaine and it has that like edgy kind of narcotic effect with it too. Um, And then the florals that we use, like you mentioned, lilac and violet are very like powdery florals. Mm -hmm. So that like powdery textural quality of the florals kind of helped give like the powdery like cocaine effect. And then there's also some like metallic notes that you can use in perfumery. So I thought if we gave it some like kind of sharp metallic, that it would kind of give like the overall effect of cocaine. So it's like a very multifaceted fragrance and it plays with like texture references to like give the effect of cocaine.
1: Beautiful. Well, let's go back a few steps. Alaska. In the actual challenge, if we go back to the season, Mm -hmm. you mentioned that you love the smell of like earthy, dirt-esque type of scents. Yeah. What other fragrances um, do you wear in your personal life, if any?
0: It's so bizarre that that's the direction I went in uh, on Drag Race because – historically fragrances that I've worn, uh, like in drag have been just sort of really obnoxious kind of candy, kind of like, like Britney Spears fantasy. I was wearing for a Mm. while. I was wearing, I think flower bomb for a while. Uh, in college I wore Jessica Simpson body spray, which was also edible. And if you like licked it, it was sweet. (laughs) so like i don't know what possessed me to go in the direction of oh i want it to be earthy and dirty probably because Alyssa edwards didn't spill those ones all over the fucking ground (laughs) um, because she like knocked into the table and knocked them all over but i i ended up really liking the fragrance that we sort of formulated uh and the judges liked it too so
1: speaking of I know Aubrey O'Day in the sh- in the episode said it was the only one she would actually wear. Has she tried um, the new red for filth?
0: No, and I'm so foolish. I need to send it to her.
1: I would I'm love to see. I'm literally y'all.
0: sending a text right now that we
1: need
0: <laughs> track her down and send her the thing. She probably won't remember, but I want her to have it.
1: That's really nice. I'm
0: literally sending the text right now.
1: I want to go back to the beginnings. What are both of your earliest sort of perfume memories, maybe someone in your life who's very fragrant, who you, who you always associate a smell with?
2: I had a very glamorous grandmother. She was from Texas and she had that like 80s, like dynasty style, like shoulder pads, mm-hmm. makeup, big hair. She carried that style all the way into the 90s. And she wore Giorgio Beverly Hills. My
1: grandma also wore Giorgio Beverly Ooh, oh my Hills. God.
2: See, it's good. It's so good. so good. Alaska, you would have loved her. She wore a set of false eyelashes every single day, threw them away at the end of the day. She would buy them in bulk, disposable eyelashes. She wore high heels every single day. So her Achilles tendon was like messed up and she couldn't wear flats. She was so glamorous and she wore Giorgio all over the place. So that was like my earliest scent memory was my grandmother smelling very elegant and glamorous like
0: Giorgio. I love that. (laughs) I remember I mean I want to talk about my glamorous grandmother as well because (laughs) she was French Canadian and uh, she was very like kind of flamboyant like with her style like she had like like fur coats that were really fur and like with Mm -hmm. the matching hat and like she would change her clothes all the time and she had like really cool clothes and she had really cool perfume like bottles I don't I could probably describe the smell like sort of, I don't know, that powdery kind of smell. But it was really the bottles that spoke to me. It was like the little like the squeezer things and the little like tassels and whatever. Like and they were just so beautiful. I I very much remember playing with those at her house.
1: Mm -hmm. And would you say you have any sort of, aside from Red for Filth, obviously, any sort of um, go to daily scents that you reach for?
0: No, I don't. I wear unscented Tom's deodorant. This is a
1: this is a surprise. I'm, I know. I'm shook. It,
0: so it doesn't do anything. The closest I can think of is there is this like hair pom. It's a, it's like a pomade kind of thing, and it smells really nice. I I'm not even using it currently, but I have used it, and that's like the most scent that I've kind of. this is
1: this is blowing my mind right now i I know
2: you seem like someone who would always have like a cloud of like
0: fragrance around you Uh, it's just my aura it is exactly (laughs) and sunscreen i mean i smell like sunscreen that's pretty nice good for you that's very important sunscreen good for you (laughs) the fragrance (laughs) podcast and i'm like i don't wear (laughs) it
1: i hate (laughs) perfume um if you're not a big perfume wearer, let's talk about at least the commercial. Okay. Because both the new Red for Filth commercial Mm -hmm. and the one on the challenge are on Can you tell us about the (laughs) creative vision for uh, Red for Filth 2.0?
0: Well, I mean, as far as the, like the challenge on Drag Race, I really had fun with it because it's basically like, it's kind of like being a director, like, mm-hmm. challenge. It's, it's less about anything than, like, having a vision of how you want to cut this thing together, which I had done some, like, weird, bizarre YouTube stuff. So I was like, I can do this. I can do mm-hmm. a short, funny, wacko little video in my sleep. So that was really fun to do. And then, like, re-envisioning it here, I was like, I want it to be this, like, Gorgeous, mysterious commercial rollout, and I want to not be in it. And I want to feature four iconic models to, you know, be the models for it. Sort of like, you know, I mean, the the head of Gucci isn't in the fucking commercial. It's, you know, Natalie Portman or, you know, whatever. So yeah, that's what we did. And I reached out to some girls from all different uh, places around the world and different, you know, franchises and like avenues of drag. And and we all came together and they were sickening.
1: I want to ask both of you with that said, are there any fragrance commercials that are like just like reference points that are just like the gold standard of white oh, diamonds? Ad- white diamonds. Absolutely. Okay.
2: They've always brought me luck. Take us,
1: take us through the white diamonds creative for people listening.
0: So it's black and white, which is ballsy anyway. (laughs) Elizabeth Taylor, and it's 80s Elizabeth Taylor, so the hair is just jacked to Jesus. And she gets off an (laughs) airplane, and she's, like, in Monaco or something. And these guys are, like, sitting around and playing cards. And then she walks over, and she's, like, in full glamorous, just, like, drag. And she's like, oh, well these have always brought Mila and she <laughs> takes her diamond earrings off and throws them on the table. And then they like turn their cards over and they're like, Oh my God. You know, like, she <laughs> I don't know if she won a bunch of money, I guess. I, th- I think that's how it goes.
1: Was that any sort of creative inspiration or in the back of your mind as you were envisioning Red for Phil?
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, it's sort of like, it's sort of building a world in a very short time. It's like, just in that 30 second spot, you see so much of like where she's, what she's doing in the life she's living. She steps off a plane. She's in this like exotic locale. So we Mm -hmm. wanted to do that with ours as well. And we, we had this like door. We just, we knew we wanted to have a door.
1: (laughs) I love the door. Mm -hmm.
0: And it was like, that's sort of like red door, like Elizabeth Arden, like sort of like that, that's, that's in my mind as far as fragrances go, but like doors are like mysterious and like sexy and um Nick laughlin who um who creative directed the um the the commercials with me, um really wanted to have a door. <laughs> He's like, doors are spooky, doors are weird, cool. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, let's do a door
1: a portal to another world,
0: yeah.
1: I love it. I love it. And what about you, Travis? Any creative that sort of is like always in your brain?
2: Like a commercial, like a fragrance commercial that yeah, I loved? Yeah. I mean, there was an ad in the early 90s for Malibu Musk, mm. and it was like in the <laughs> 80s and 90s when like graphic design was all about like squiggly lines and like geometric shapes. And there was like just a bunch of models on the beach and the it had a jingle and the jingle was like, ooh, Malibu. Musk. It was so good. I love that commercial. You can find it on YouTube. It still holds up. It's brilliant. So I loved the Malibu Musk commercial.
1: Hello listeners, did you know Smell Club tickets for August are now officially on sale? In fact, as I am recording this on Friday before this episode airs, there are only 11 tickets left, so hopefully by the time you hear this, there are still a few more. This month's theme, as I mentioned last week, is tuberose, and I can finally share what we are smelling because my god, these are stunners. We are smelling all the facets of tuberose, bubblegum, green, buttery, nutty, fruity, this month we are smelling Mattia Premier French Flower, Parfum MDCI Peche Cardinal, Headspace Tuberuz, Parfumum Sabia Bianca, and Hiram Green Moon Bloom. Sign up now. I will put the link in the notes of this episode. I cannot wait to smell with you all. Let's get back to this incredible conversation. Well, I want to talk about like the pyramid of Red for Filth, because obviously we had this lilac and cocaine note that you wanted to follow. What are the other notes from both of you? What are the other notes in this fragrance and how did you get to that point?
2: Well, so there is a really, int- there's a couple of really interesting materials in it. There's a hops material. So the fragrance actually contains hops like you used to brew beer. Yum. And Alaska, I know you're a fan of beer or used to be or not oh, really. Yeah, I like it. i'm a beer drinker too so we have there's actually hops in the fragrance and it smells like an ipa by itself but so it just kind of adds a little bit of like greenness it kind of links with the leatheriness to give like dirty edgy leather and then there's like turmeric leaf there's like an upcycled turmeric leaf so like a part of the turmeric plant that would normally be discarded is now being used and like upcycled Mm. and that's a really beautiful material that IFF has and then what I love is that in the base there's a lot of cashmere cashmere is a molecule that smells like ambery, woody musky, it like has beautiful texture, it like fills up your nose as you're smelling it, Mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite favorite fragrance materials and so there's a lot of cashmere in the fragrance as well to give it like long lastingness, projection section presence. I love that. I'm learning so much. Oh, good, about good. fragrance.
1: <laughs> so you first got, what did you call it? A hook box?
2: Yeah, yeah, a hook box. You got
1: the hook box. You were like, okay, I'm liking this, I'm liking that. Mm-hmm. How did you know when the fragrance was done, Alaska? When was it like, this is, we are done, this is it? Uh,
0: so I told them like wh- which direction I kind of wanted to lean into. And I, I wanted it to be... uh unisexual and non-binary I wanted it to not be too too feminine or too masculine so that everyone can enjoy it and so we decided to go with this sort of cocaine kind of leathery direction and then they sent me like what that would smell like and I was like this is great this is good and I you know tested it out on some people in, in my life and my mom liked it so I was like there we go Okay.
2: <laughs> oh your mom got to smell it uh-huh. oh that's so no- oh I
1: love that yeah, and was she, she like this it. smells exactly like the cocaine that I do
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally
1: <laughs> are there any fragrances that you feel like really are very popular in the drag world or like perfumes you just smell over and over again
0: I always think of detox and she always wears Alien, Um, which, or like there's the, there's, there's like the sister to alien. uh, Angel. Angel. Yeah. In the blue star. Right. So that scent is so linked to detox. It's like Pavlovian. It's like, if I smell that, it means detox is like, like I think of detox first. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just has a really nice bottle, so I I always think of that one. And, I you know, I mean, I always think of Delta Work. She's obsessive about fragrances, but she doesn't have a signature one. She has, like, a million of them, but she, like, chooses which ones she's going to wear, like, to match that outfit. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's the way. Yeah. I love it. If you know Carolina Herrera Good Girl in that like very extreme high heel bottle. Oh, it yeah, looks like yeah. a Jessica Rabbit high heel. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. I mean, how could you, if you're doing drag, how could you not wear Good Girl? How it's could that bottle not so appeal drag. to you? It's so beautiful.
1: One of the questions that I always ask every guest at the top of the interview is, do you have any sort of fragrance, hot takes, or controversial opinions?
0: Um, aside from the fact that I don't really wear. <laughs>
1: Tom's. Tom. The thing
0: is... I like it on other people um, uh, and I like it on drag queens. Like, I mean, it's, it's an extension of like the look. So like, you know, often drag queens are like, it's very important to choose the right fragrance because people, if, if someone's tipping you, for instance, like you reach out, you're in their aura space and so yes it makes sense to want to have scent to be a part of that i probably should do that but instead i just smell like you know hairspray and like body odor (laughs) because i use tom's unscented uh deodorant which does nothing (laughs) it's basically Mm -hmm. useless
1: (laughs) and people say you smell like perfume so you're doing something uh... right travis what's your fragrance controversial opinion
2: So, I mean, I thought about this a lot. So, I would say that reformulations in fragrance, I know that they're very controversial and people are upset when they happen, but I do think that they are a necessary evil. I know it's not great to hear. Alaska, if you don't know, like when a fragrance has been on the market for a long time, sometimes like like, skin allergen regulations will change. So, they have to like tweak the fragrance Mm -hmm. to keep it skin safe or like environmental reasons. And so... I know that it's really frustrating when someone buys a fragrance that they're used to, and it has changed a little tiny bit, but there are professionals in the industry trying to make it smell as accurate as they possibly can. So I would say it's a necessary evil. Try Mm. to not judge too harshly, and hopefully you can still see like the character of the fragrance that you love. It just, you know, like everyone, it just gets a little nip and tuck over the years, you know?
0: And there They're also trying to make it safe so you don't, you know, break out in a rash. Yeah, yeah. So that it's (laughs) not
2: it doesn't cause an allergic reaction in people. So it's for a good
0: reason. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I think that's a really important hot take because I feel like people always get so angry when they're like, This fragrance is not what it used to be. But it's like nobody's like trying to piss off a consumer.
2: Exactly. Yeah. If it's making money, you want it to smell as similar as you possibly can. So that's a huge motivation. But I know it's frustrating for people when their fragrance smells a little different than they're used to. I know. No.
1: Thank you for clarifying for everybody, for all the angry listeners out there. We now know the the reason why. So. I know.
2: I feel like I really put myself out there with that.
1: <laughs> that was really vulnerable. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm curious for both of you. Are there any fragrances that somebody in your life has ruined? Maybe an ex or just someone that like rubbed you the wrong way and you're like, I can't smell that anymore. Yes. <laughs> Please share.
0: My brother used to wear Curve,
1: I think it's called.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, and I just and we were like, you know, smelly teenagers, and so it was. It wasn't really just Curve. It was like Curve covering up smelly teenagers. So I think for that reason, I can't. I won't. I don't want to. I can't. Sorry to the Curve Corporation.
1: The Curve Corporation is the biggest sponsor of the perfume.
0: They are the biggest sponsor of (laughs) the perfume
2: room.
1: And what about you, Travis?
2: I mean, I try to not keep bad associations with fragrance like that. If I possibly can, I try to be a little bit more like – um, an an uh, agnostic about fragrances if I can but one time I had a terrible hangover and I sprayed on Dolce & Gabbana the one which is a beautiful mm. fragrance and I still love but for years I couldn't wear it because you know when you have a hangover and your senses are so like sharpened you know right. yeah. they're very sensitive so I couldn't wear the one by Dolce & Gabbana for a few years just because <laughs> of my hangover and my recklessness but that's it. That's not Nothing against that's the valid. fragrance. <laughs>
1: What are your earliest scent memories from your childhood? It doesn't have to be perfume related, just like something that you remember smelling as a kid. I
0: mean, this isn't from when I was a kid, but it was when I was in college. Um, There is this company called Demeter Mm -hmm. and they make these scents that smell like things, like old book. And it literally smells like when you open an old book, or fresh cut grass and you, you know. So it was. it's a novelty, but I love the gin and tonic um, spray, mm. the scent, Ooh. cause it smelled like a gin and tonic. And then one time uh, I was wearing it at a party and my friend was like, you smell like you're wasted. <laughs> cause it, <laughs> smells like, <laughs> it smells like gin and tonic. So probably don't wear gin and tonic if you're like driving around, you know, you might get pulled over. <laughs> yeah, if you get pulled over, they'll do a DUI check on you. You reek of booze, sir. No, I'm, it's my perfume.
1: It's my it's Gin and Tonic by Demeter. Look. You're going
0: downtown. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think one of my early sense memories was I grew up in El Paso, Texas, right on the border between Texas and Mexico. And so I remember in school, all of the kids would eat tamarindo candy. So tamarindo is like tamarind is this fruit that they would like mash into like a paste and then mix with like chili powder. So it was this like very like fruity, like chili scent. Mm. And it was never personally my taste, but I remember the scent of it so much. Like around like elementary school and middle school, I remember that like tamarindo candy scent really strongly.
1: and I'm curious, Travis, as you're talking about these scent memories, how did you become a fragrance evaluator?
2: So I was always super passionate about fragrance. I had loved it. I didn't know that it was a possibility for me to work in this industry. And I moved to New York, originally be an actor. Everyone finds their own journey. And I was super passionate about fragrance and taking some like little perfumery classes. I was going to like a trade show and I told them I was pressed so that I could get into the trade show and meet people. I went into a launch party that I wasn't invited to. I went to, I I crashed the launch party just so I could like network and meet people.
1: Drop the brand, drop the brand.
2: It's at Libra de Orange. It was a great party. They put on a great party I met cool people. And, um, Eventually, I thought I really want to work in this industry, but I had no experience, no exposure. So I did it the very like American, like pounding the pavement way. And I got hired at IFF as as an assistant, as a temp assistant. And I managed to keep at the, fra- at the fragrance house long enough that they hired me permanently. And then I was promoted to a trainee and now I'm an associate. I'm an evaluator at IFF. So it was like a very like organic, like, you know, I love that. had a lot of spunk and moxie and just tried to work my way up into the industry. And it's been great.
1: And so as an evaluator, you were able to be like, I'm going to pitch this project for Red for Filth
2: yeah i really wanted to i i thought it would have been really great it's not normally something an evaluator does like finding new business finding clients but i really thought it was i there was no way i couldn't do it i had to do it so
0: i i made it happen (laughs) i'm really glad you did and oh thank uh, you the response has been really great and we already sold out of the first sort of round of it the first run and so we um we have a new um shipment coming in and we're oh good and we also have another commercial um
1: can you can you give us a preview
0: yeah like the first one we we called the first one the elegant commercial and then we called the second one the like dirty commercial (gasps) or filthy so there's like red and there's filth like that's the sort of whole story of the fragrance it's like Mm -hmm. elegant but it's also kind of dirty so it's the same models but they did a totally different look that was sort of like rock and roll and kind of like punk and they're like spray painting the wall and so it's like the other side of the coin so that's going to be coming out soon Ooh,
1: really ah. exciting. okay if i'm very excited to see that if red for filth had a sequel what would it be called and what would she smell like
0: oh my gosh i I would want to do like in the way that Britney did like fantasy and then she did circus fantasy. So it's, it would sort of like, it would be like that. So like maybe it would be like blue for filth or something, but I would want to do a super feminine, like super like girly, like cotton candy, you know, like sickeningly annoying, obnoxiously sweet. (laughs) <laughs> uh fragrance.
1: that's the, that's blue for filth yeah i'm into it yeah i'm into it okay you're mentioning britney spears are you and you mentioned that you used to wear fantasy and you know circus did you was that a line that you explored at a point in your life
0: yes because i love britney spears and i always have and then i smelled fantasy and i was like this is amazing
1: it is amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. It is that yeah. sort of like obnoxiously cotton candy-ish kind of scent. And I really liked it. And I wore it for a while until all my drag and all my everything smelled like it.
1: <laughs> so it seems like you have had phases of like having like scents in <laughs> at different points. And right now we're in the like we're the ebb and the flow. We're in the toms. What is it? The Tom's Ebb. Yeah. So we've had, we're the Brittany, the tom's we've eb. had the Brittany We've had the Britney flow. We okay. have.
0: We definitely have.
1: Well, we have one final segment of the show. I feel Ooh, like this has just flown by. Yeah. It is a scent association game, and it is rapid fire, and I will throw out people, places, emotions, whatever. You just tell me the first smells that come to mind, and no answer is incorrect. Okay. Are right. okay, you ready to play What's That Smell? What's that smell? That's actually kind of what the hook sounds like. It's like, <laughs> mm, what's that smell? So very, <laughs> very close. Okay, the first question. What is the smell of New York City?
0: Garbage.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: I was actually going to say the exact same thing. Subway Chinatown garbage in the summer. Subway. subway.
0: That that oh, subway yeah. scent that when you walk over one of the grates and it blows up. First of all, I love New York City. Saying it smells like garbage is a compliment when I say that. Yeah. Um but highest that, praise. That subway smell, there's nothing like it in all the world.
1: In the most glorious way. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and you were going to say garbage as well?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, how could you not say? I mean, there's garbage everywhere in New York yeah. City. And you really It really hits you as you walk around.
1: What is the smell of Los Angeles?
0: Dust. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like dryness. <laughs> Dust. I- Dust. Is that a set? Could you evaluate that? <laughs> Yeah,
1: I could. If cocaine yeah. has molecules, then dust, death okay. does too. Oh, okay. totally.
2: For L.A., I would say like maybe like artificial banana, artificial mm, strawberry, sure. something like real like artificial. You're
1: in that Malibu Musk. Yeah, I get. Head yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: something really like artificial, like candy-ish. Maybe like silicone too. If like silicone has a scent, like that could be the scent mm, in L.A.
1: Delicious. Yeah. Delicious. What is the smell of your childhood bedroom?
0: I liked um, incense.
1: Incense. Okay. Do you burn, like, any scented candles or anything um, like that?
0: My um, friend Lola LaCroix has a, a candle company. And so she's she does, like, a different line of scents, like, every season. So my house is filled with them. I currently love Orange Grove, which just, like, is, like, a burst of, like, oranges. Um, but, yeah, my childhood room i like yeah i mean as a teenager i would like i would always have incense going i was kind of a i mm. you
2: know
0: i wanted was to the incense hippy. to cover up anything no uh i oh. no uh, that wasn't till many years later that, <laughs> you know and then i was like just let it smell like weed that that's good <laughs>
1: yeah i i love it and what about you what did your childhood bedroom smell like travis
2: I would I, I would say paint because I love to change mm-hmm. the color of the walls. So there was always like fresh paint smell in my bedroom. I would always like rearrange the furniture, change the colors, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it always smelled like paint. Mm. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Beautiful. I was interior decorating real early. Okay. That's that's mm. very
1: admirable. Okay. What is the smell of lust?
0: Like cigarettes. I don't oh. smoke anymore. But I love, like, I love, like, the smell of someone who, like, has just smoked. Oh, my God, I would love
2: it. <laughs> it's, I say tuberose, like an animalic, heady, endolic tuberose, like, really, like, tuberos? really, like, narcotic. Very, that? like, intoxicating tuberose.
1: Oh, what? we're doing a little fragrance on a lot tuberose. It's a flower.
2: Yeah. It's oh. a white flower that smells, like, very, like... It's very classical, very full, lush. It has, like, kind of, like, a tropical smell. It's so like, the white floral family, if you can imagine, like, gardenia or jasmine. It's
1: it like also has a cigarette smell. Like, I have to say, like, yeah. there's a very famous tuberose scent um, by a brand called Frederick Mall, and it's called Carnal Flower. And to me, mm. that smells like cigarettes and flowers. Mm. So... Maybe if we wow, we can combine. That scent, honey. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I could see you thriving <laughs> in carnal flower. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, that would be perfect. I mean, but also red for filth. Mm-hmm. So Down. there we go. Okay, what is the smell of um, your first kiss?
0: Grass. I mean, it was it one- in the grass? It wasn't my technically first kiss, but it was my first, it was like Ariel and the Little Mermaid. It was my first kiss of true love. (laughs) And we were like making out in the grass, like down the street from my house.
1: (laughs) Wow. And I was
0: like, this is romantic and everything, but the bugs are biting the shit out of me. So like, (laughs) this is, it's very like, do that in the movies, but I don't need to make out in the grass.
1: The grass sand these are places that like yeah. never they never feel as good as they look like they're gonna be yeah right? they
0: look like such a good idea but yeah no i don't know
1: i would add hot tubs to that list too i don't Ooh. think it's ever gonna in terms of it's never gonna feel as good as it looks
0: no 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 <laughs> Nope. no 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 no
1: no hot tubs no grass no sand okay
0: nope indoors on a soft <laughs> surface <laughs>
1: Indoor self-services Very safe And We're not taking these risks <laughs> what was your first What is the smell of your first kiss?
2: I would say It was like Bad teenage breath Like <laughs> Two little gay boys Kissing each other For the first time Being terrified So like yeah Sweat And like Probably like Teenage breath Probably Nice Yeah That was it
1: <laughs> Stunning Stunning Okay Um What is the smell of the first person you think of who you love? What is their smell right now?
0: Um, uh, well, my mom has like, I don't know. She always has like a sort of coconutty smell. And I don't know if that's from hair products or like sun, you know, sun oil sort of products. But I always think of that when I think of my mom.
2: Beautiful. Mm. I love that. um, I, my boyfriend always smells like a. He he loves a green fougère. So he loves like Tommy, like the original Tommy, uh, like Bath and Body Works eucalyptus spearmint. He loves like a green, like fresh fougère. So that's like what I always associate with him.
1: A fougère is like a scent that has like a fern kind of smell. Oh, and like kind of smells like a barber shop.
0: Mm-hmm. This is so educational to me today. I'm learning so much.
1: The next question is: What is the smell? for both of you, of Red for Filth.
0: The smell of Red for Filth, to me, is, um, it, it is. It's kind of like, it's elegant, but it's also like kind of dirty and forbidden. So, yeah. Like there's something like, uh, you know, like edgy and like sexy about it.
1: Elegant, <laughs> dirty, and edgy. I love it. Yeah. And Travis, what is the smell of Red for Filth?
2: I would say it's all about the lilac and cocaine. Earthy, Mm. like contrasted, powdery, yet earthy, a little edgy, but still kind of like some femininity and, you know, well-behaved. So Mm -hmm. I think I love the contrast between the two of them. So I would say like contrasted lilac cocaine.
1: Gorgeous. Okay. Travis, what is the smell of Travis Aikman? Oh, jeez.
2: A white floral, a fresh, beautiful white floral, mm. probably gardenia or tuberose. It's a little bit gender bending. That's what I love about it. It's less common to smell on a man. So yeah, I would say white, white floral all
0: the way.
1: Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the final question, Miss Alaska, you know, it's coming. What is the smell of Alaska Thunderfuck?
0: Um, BO, <laughs> hairspray. And also <laughs> Chardonnay.
1: <laughs> the O'Hare for Chardonnay. I That's love it. it. I love it. Um, this has been an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad that we were able to talk about Red for <laughs> Filth between the visionary, the creator, all of this. This has been so fun. So for people who are listening, if people want to order Red for Filth, where and how can they do this, Alaska?
0: So by the time this is out, we'll be back in stock and ready to go. So it's available. You can go to alaskathunderfuck.com. And, um, check it out. I want to hey. get in Macy's. How do I get in Macy's? Do you think they'd sell well, it? That's a whole can of worms right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't know anyone at Macy's, but I <laughs> if I ever meet them, I will. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Send them my way.
1: Happy to do it. And for people listening, I mean, so many people already follow you, but where can people follow you and find you?
0: um. My Instagram is at the only Alaska 5000 and my TikTok is Alaska, Alaska, Alaska.
1: Amazing. And and Travis. Uh,
0: it's radical, but I'm actually not on
2: social media. So you're going to have to find me in person in New York. That's I'll buy so you a hot. drink or whatever. But oh yeah, you got to find I'm a little evaluator in New York City. Wow. wow. Not, not on thing social is, media. So I
0: don't have anything to no social media promote.
1: Wow. Mm. Yeah. Alaska is loving this. Ooh, <laughs> okay,
0: it's very radical. I know the the phrases that are the biggest turn ons are I don't have social media and I've never seen RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm like, <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'll try some of, of those.
0: Yeah, I'm fifty percent. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, Alaska, this has been such a joy. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Perfume Room.
0: Thank you so much. I learned so much, and it's so great talking to both of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank it's you. been an absolute pleasure.
2: Thank you.
1: This podcast was edited by Joe Leonardo. Music is by Max Vernon, and the illustrations are by Israel Rodriguez.